0: This show is for every woman who has accepted pain and discomfort as inherent to being a woman, or who has denied any part of themselves to make it or feel accepted. Women of reproductive age have been left out of a lot of research because our bodies and our hormones are considered too complicated. What is worse is this idea trickles down to education, leaving most women with very little information about how their bodies work. Not only are we not taught how our bodies work, but once you start asking questions, it is surprisingly difficult to find answers. I believe that every woman deserves to know how her body works, to recognize when symptoms arise, and to feel confident in her inner voice. Because the pain, the mood swings, and the hormones are not your problem. They're your body's messengers. I am here to confront and change narratives around being a woman, being hormonal, and yes, PMSing. I'm your host, Brianna Villegas, and welcome to My Hormone Rants. Today I'm continuing in the series around Premenstrual Disorder Awareness Month, and today's topic is expectations. The expectations that we put on ourselves and the many ways that misplaced expectations or unrealistic, unreasonable expectations intensify our experience. Expectations are really the gap between what is the current reality, how we currently feel, the version of ourselves that we are in a given day, and our ideal self and often that gap is really wide and is so noticeable and so stark of a difference for people with PMDD because it isn't a matter of constant depression or anxiety where you've had to learn to sort of cope day in and day out with these symptoms and so your expectations for yourself kind of naturally lower or naturally adjust to who you are on a day-to-day basis but when you have PMDD, and you go to bed one day feeling at the height and fullness of your energy and motivation to wake up the next feeling unable to get out of bed or unable to drag yourself through the bare minimum of your day it really messes with your mind in terms of how do you make plans for yourself how do you set expectations for yourself especially if you don't know when those days are going to occur I particularly remember in college, I was always the kid who turned in homework assignments before they were due. I was the kid who wanted to take the test on the day the test was scheduled because I followed the syllabus religiously because it was the only thing was concrete. Like I didn't know when my bad days were going to hit. And so delaying for me was never a good idea because I was never sure that, okay, in three or four days, is that really going to be a better time for me to do this than it is now. And so if you are struggling with irregular cycles and you're just not really sure exactly when the luteal phase is going to hit, setting expectations for yourself can not only be hard to do intentionally, but then it sets you up often to fail where you plan for tomorrow like you're going to feel like today and then you wake up and that's no longer the energy that you're in. Practically speaking, getting your cycle regular is going to be so helpful in knowing how to set up your schedule and how to set up your month where the gap between your ideal self and who you are that day you know is smaller where those expectations can start to align more often and that's the beauty of cycle syncing because even the nutrition and movement and physical support aspects of it can help get your cycle regular and consistent and get you more good days on either side of luteal. But even while you're on that journey, even before things are consistent, the principles of cycle syncing and of setting your expectations according to the energy and the version of yourself that is going to show up that day still works the same. Because ultimately, you can have the most regular cycle and still just be holding your breath waiting for the wave to hit you and feeling just as much a failure because you feel like you can't do whatever you set out for yourself to do that day. And so when it comes to expectations, you don't have control over an emotion that you're going to feel in a moment. But there are so many aspects of this that you have a say in. You get to decide first and foremost how you respond to those feelings and emotions and things that come up during luteal phase. You can choose to partner with your body by first acknowledging and affirming the space that it's in on any given day. You also get to renegotiate What is the ideal version of myself today? Not how can I push myself to be high energy follicular phase me, but what does the best version of me look like in this day? In the past, one thing that I would always do is I would hit luteal and just I would feel like such a failure and I would have so much negative self-talk because I had these goals for myself and expectation for myself that I was literally trying to force myself to do and everything in me was screaming no. And so when I get a few things done, yeah, with my body kicking and screaming along the way. But what I've learned is that if I just accepted that this day needs extra support and partnering with my body to let it decide the pace. And when I did that, I realized that the same amount of tasks got done, but at the end of the day that I let my body choose the pace, I felt restored. I felt like, okay, nice. I got some stuff done today versus the days that I was trying to force my body to be this thing or force my body to show up in a certain way. At the end of the day, I didn't get any more done, but I would feel so emotionally and physically drained and exhausted and upset with myself because I only got these things done. And one of the big mindset shifts that came for me in this process of how do I define expectations, how do I define my ideal self when I feel the furthest from my ideal self, was how much of a scarcity mindset I had, particularly in relation to my energy. I was afraid that if I stopped and rested, I would never start up again. I was so afraid that the high energy version of myself would not come back or not come back soon enough. And I can't live my whole life like this, right? Like I have things to accomplish, I have things to do, I can't wait indefinitely for some energy that may or may not show up in order to tackle my to-do list and get the things done. But shifting into a cyclical perspective, a monthly guarantee that that energy would return, that energy is a renewable resource, and understanding that the more that I leaned into partnering with my body and establishing that self-trust, the more of a guarantee it was that that energy would come back in full force as I experienced so many follicular phases the energy that I had physically did not match the mental energy where in my mind I was ready to go I was ready to set plans take on new challenges but I would be so physically exhausted that it would take a few days for my body to catch up with my mind. And by that point, okay, well, I'm halfway through follicular, which means I'm halfway (laughs) to luteal again. And just constantly that feeling that there wasn't enough. The other thing I've learned, and I wish I could tell my younger self, is that the times that I would need to be extremely strict about my self-care, about rest, and the amount of days that I would need to take and just be like genuinely conscious of what my needs were and honor those, that that phase and that window of time would not be forever. That those were investments in establishing self-trust and partnering with my body so that it could heal so that it could trust me that I would support it when it needed it and the more that I did that, the more results that I saw and now I'm not spending two weeks out of the month conserving as much energy as I can. I still continue to honor the needs that come up especially during luteal phase but the amount of times that that need is loud and demanding are fewer because there's this sense of trust that when my body asks for something I'm going to listen sooner I'm not going to wait until it forces me from the burnout and just like sheer exhaustion to get to that moment where the need feels like just an abyss like nothing will ever be able to fill it and because the reality is when our bodies are giving us all of these signals that it needs support it needs something from us the longer that we ignore it and push it down that's not eliminating the problem It's reinforcing the limiting beliefs that we have of scarcity, that there's not enough, that there never will be enough, and that our bodies need to continually act out in the sense of setting off the alarm system very loud and, you know, very disruptively to our lives because we're reinforcing that belief that that's the only way it will be heard and taken care of the place to start it's to pause to sort of break out of autopilot and recognize the expectations that we currently have set for ourselves the first place to look are the things that frustrate you the things that trigger you the things that make you feel like a failure why do you feel like you're failing what situations what behaviors either that you're exhibiting or you see in others trigger that sense of failure and frustration what are the expectations that you believe you have to comply with personally i've always been an overachiever and and so whenever I was unable to do things and to produce something and to perform and to be productive this directly was tied to my sense of self-worth and so that's been a big healing journey for myself of recognizing where does that overachiever energy serve me and where does it not serve me you will come up against those most like in luteal phase when you're not meeting it As you identify these expectations, is that something that I should be striving for? Is that something that I need to renegotiate? I placed a lot of expectation on myself of what it looked like to be a good mom. But when I shifted that from saying like, these are the things I have to do to be a good mom, to this is what a moment will feel like when I'm a good mom. To me, that comes mostly from how present am I? And just watching these moments and and proving to myself again and again that they are much happier for me to take 30 minutes just in the room with them without actively engaging than they are on the days where i've pushed myself to engage hardcore and lean in so far that i'm so utterly exhausted that i have to take like a full saturday of recovery time and cycle Kane has been an incredible guidepost In that process to understand the type of energy that I'm going to have so if if something spontaneous comes up I know that if I'm in follicular ovulatory phase I can lean into being spontaneous and it's going to be a fun time I will enjoy it but if I'm in luteal phase and I'm trying to force it and be like well that theoretically is a fun thing but that doesn't mean it's going to be a fun thing for me on that day using those guideposts allows you to have a better sense of what's going to be a good fit for you in any given phase of your cycle but it also provides a framework to start building that self-trust and to start to test things out and say okay like what if I say yes to that spontaneous thing during luteal menstrual phase but how did I feel going into it how did I feel during how did I feel after was that worth it for me is that something that I'd be willing to do for something that I care about for a person that I care about? Or is that a hard no for me? And I think as we talk about expectations being so clear on the fact that this is going to be a continuous negotiation, because with every life season comes different expectations, external expectations on your time and your energy. And so finding the balance of being present and available for the life experiences that you want to be available for and recharging and taking care of yourself as an individual is going to look different starting small with these little tests and having this be something that you're not doing to your body but that you're partnering with it to then experience this together and to regroup and say how did that go is there a way i could have done that that would have felt better could i have advocated for myself It doesn't have to be a yes or no and I think the beauty of this is the more that you begin honest with yourself and transparent with yourself about what you truly need and who your true self is and accepting that version of you and accepting that that version of you is worth taking up space and the more that you become comfortable in being present in the versions of yourself that maybe previously you didn't feel were worthy and you allow people to see you in those moments, you may find that these expectations that you had placed on yourself of the facade or the mask that you had to maintain was really only an expectation that you had on yourself that other people are just waiting for you to show up in the fullness of who you are and they just want you to be a part of it because ultimately it's through that vulnerability that you're going to find the connection that you truly crave Thank you so much for listening. If you want more great episodes like this one, subscribe on iTunes, follow on Spotify, or wherever you listen, and be sure to share with someone who could also benefit from this information. And if you want to learn more about how I can help you stop normalizing your symptoms and start optimizing your experience, head to Briannavegas.com or find me on Instagram at Coaching.